Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Basketful of Bread. I'm so excited because today we are getting closer and closer to Juniper's supernatural birth story. I've got a little bit more groundwork to lay, you guys, of just some strongholds that were broken and some mind renewing that happened. So I'm going to share that today. Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience, when your obedience is fulfilled. Wouldn't you know it, today that is what I read in the Word, and it immediately pricked my heart, and I thought, okay, it's time to do the next part of this uh, series. So here I am. I'm hoping that I can cut back on, like, the air, my oxygen. (laughs) I really try to edit it out as much as I can, but... um, It's really annoying, and I'm really sorry. I'm going to try to maybe hold the mic differently. I've tried to cover it, but for some reason, it just makes it kind of weird. So Matt's always like, it's fine, you breathe. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what, you don't want them to know you breathe? I'm like, I don't know. It sounds weird. Anyways, forgive me. Um, So this verse, you guys, this, this passage is exactly like word for word, the journey God had me on. Um, If you are following along, you know that Matt and I were kind of like in this to and through mentality. It took a lot to even just get there because of just the trauma and just how like my dreams were kind of crushed coming into motherhood real quick. And um, it was just like so sweet of the Lord to open this back up and give me the choice if I wanted to walk back in to allow him to do the miraculous, but it required obedience. And that obedience, exactly as it says in this scripture, cast down and broke strongholds. It's incredible. I don't even know, like there there are no actual words to articulate how and why that happened. You know, we talked a little bit about the seen and the unseen in, in my last seeds episode, but um, you know, the enemy can't abide where the presence of the Lord is and the presence of the Lord is welcomed and there's a sanctuary set up with our obedience. It's an altar to him and that's where he wants to dwell because there's a soft heart and there's a repentant heart. And so I really felt that, um, even though it was really scary to like give my body back to the process, I felt like I was really becoming extremely vulnerable, but this time it didn't feel like I was walking into hell. It felt like I was walking into this like unknown um, garden of Eden, <laughs> like a good garden of Eden before the fall. Like I was walking into something where I was going to experience something I've never experienced before and it was going to be good and perfect, like the way God intended it. And I know that sounds insane, but that's that's my thought going into it.
so we got pregnant really quick and we were just ecstatic we were so excited um over the moon just completely grateful immediately right off the right up like from the get-go I was just rejoicing and I already had felt God starting to renew my mind from like that initial here we go to like I'm so excited and that was him because you know I didn't do anything other than like say yes to this journey with him and then my mind just it was like that kicked in that obedience kicked in like this this thing that was already kind of written out these pieces to fall into place um and the enemy fleed and I honestly did not feel like tormented the only time I started to feel like afraid or insecure was as I was processing how we were going to do this birth um thinking about letting other people into like our plans and stuff that got me a little nervous because um it was kind of radical what we were doing and people aren't super supportive (laughs) of alternative methods usually um so I just like took it one day at a time and in my pregnancies as I've said before I get very sick for a very long time like usually about half of the pregnancy is spent like throwing up just being miserable but still rejoicing and still like clinging to the Lord and asking him and just like laying the groundwork and with every like stage of pregnancy with Juniper um, I really felt God being like, and now we're going to work through this together. And that was really hard because it was like, then he would kind of warn me like, all right, things are coming up. We're going to process this together. And I'm like, okay, like, here we go. Um, at the time I was sewing a lot. I love to sew. It's kind of a new passion of mine. And I would spend after the girls would go down my evenings in the basement sewing usually like um altering clothes for my daughter linen things um the linen is a whole nother podcast but I have a really strong affinity for linen and um I would be working on things down there listening just to different podcasts or things with the lord and the bible honestly and I remember like he brought to mind that scripture in Matthew um, where it talks about woe to all pregnant women and you know nursing mothers during this time like it's going to be horrible for you and I just that has always been a really like burdensome scripture for me um, because I'm always like well I don't want to plan my pregnancy around the end of the world and <laughs> looks like the world's about to end. Um, and the Lord was like, Bethany, that is not for you. I want you to go look in my word and see where I say, whoa, like woe to whoever. And I investigated that and I saw, oh, that's a message for people who are like outside of God's, you know, the shadow of his wings because they're choosing to be rebellious or choosing to live in the world or whatever it is and it's not for me like why would God be blessing me with a beautiful baby and then say you better watch out because it's gonna ruin you during this time you know that just it's not the heart of the father and it makes sense and that was like a huge thing that lifted off of me it might sound small but um you know I have seen prophecy being fulfilled in the last several years and 
that is a factor or it was a factor when we were talking about having kids just in my heart of hearts because I'm like why would I want to bring kids into this like this place is getting crazy you know blah 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 and the Lord started to challenge me and just say why wouldn't you like why wouldn't you bring kids into um a place that is being overrun by darkness why not have these beacons of light coming out of your family and why not trust in my provision that was really challenging to me and just such a sigh of relief and i remember having this aha moment like okay all right so um we just continued down the journey i was very sick um and it was it was really hard at first i just remember being like oh man i know that this is a girl and one of the things that we had decided very early on i think i decided even before we got pregnant was this time I did not want to know anything. Like, I don't want to know if I'm having a boy or girl. I don't want to know how many, like, um, you know, chambers of their heart they have. I don't want to know if they have all their fingers and toes. I don't want to know um, just like any of those things that they do in those ultrasounds. I didn't want any ultrasounds. I didn't want any of that stuff because that was a massive trigger of anxiety for me um because every time we'd go they'd be like oh your placenta's here and you know they make it sound like this horrible thing but then your body grows like your belly grows and then it moves placenta previa nine times out of ten um I mean I'm not a doctor so whatever but I just was like I don't need that excess anxiety how about we just cross things as they come like in real time rather than like we're going to forecast something horrible happening and you're going to be stressed out for a few months until it, it lifts like to me that just makes ground for fear which invites the enemy in and that goes back to that scripture you guys like the imaginations casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God like God knows. And I asked him, I said, Lord, you know, if something comes up and you want me to get it looked at, just tell me in your, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I felt confident like he was going to do that. And so we just like lived like that because I feel like in the past, it's too easy for the imagination to run wild of all the horrible things that are going to happen. And that's the way they structure it. And to me, that just breeds death and poison in my body. And why would I want that for my baby, you know? So we just decided early on we weren't doing that. I decided early on it was going to be a home birth. Like, I was not going back to the hospital in that that environment. It just felt um, like not the way. So it took a while to find a... Um, midwife and it was so funny because I just kept praying that the Lord would just make it super super clear who it was supposed to be and there were a few midwives that I like um, chatted with one of them I actually called after I had had Oakland and I was probably like like maybe eight months postpartum and I just sobbed with her on the phone kind of like wanting her to tell me you could have an amazing home birth um after like all the trauma I'd been through and she kind of did but she was also like really reserved about it and it was like I mean, I don't blame her because, like, I'm calling her out of nowhere and I'm like, can I have a homer? I'm, not, like, not even pregnant, not even thinking. It was, like, part of my process, you know? 
like wanting to rationalize if this was possible or not based on my body and I so I talked to her again and she was really sweet but it just like wasn't the one the Lord had for me I talked to another one who Leslie was the original um, midwife who I had met with right with our baby that we lost and she was going to be out of town because I wanted her and I'm like okay God like who's it going to be and then she gave me um, two recommendations and one of them the first one I tried to meet with she like it was so insane because every time we scheduled to meet she couldn't like something happened not even a birth like just like couldn't make it or something like the Lord just like kept like being like no 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 and then we tried to schedule a FaceTime and we just got like completely disconnected and it was like over and I was just like okay this is not this is the Lord saying no thank you God for being so clear with me and then the last one that um I chatted with her name was Debbie and um I just loved her like from the minute we talked she was so sweet and um trustworthy and very supportive and encouraging and also very like um not super chatty just kind of more peaceful which I really loved and seemed to have kind of a more hands-off approach which I really loved um and I just loved her whole um just the way she was, just the way she did it. I just thought, wow. And I remember when we first like met via FaceTime, I like teared up because I was like, okay, like it was the Holy Spirit rising up in me being like, this is the one. And I'm like, okay, Debbie, if somehow you're listening to this, I love you so much. I really do. I just think you're an amazing woman and, um, you have such a beautiful, um, presence and, um, I'm just really grateful for you in my journey. So I was blown away by that whole home birth process um, because it was so gentle and it was what I needed because I really did not feel like I could let anyone touch my body um, at all. I felt extremely like that's not happening. Like no, no one is touching my body. And God really like heard me in that. <laughs> um. I didn't mind, you know, the massages, you know, that she gave me, um, on my back. Like she would like at appointments would like rub my back and stuff, which was amazing. And I did not mind that. Cause that, at, when that started, I had trusted her at that point, but I wasn't like, Lord, please. Like, I don't want anyone going down my regions. You know what I'm saying? Um, which if you don't want, if you don't know why, just go back and listen to the flock series. <laughs> you might get some clues there. Um, so, you know, I was meeting with her and, um, it was such a beautiful opportunity just to like share the gospel with her and, um, just witness the gospel for myself in that friendship and relationship. And, uh, I knew that God just loved Debbie so much and loved like this, what he was putting together. And I I know that he was just delighting in it, just, you know, writing his story. Um, and it felt just very purposeful and meaningful. Whereas in the past when I would be going to appointments or, 
um, things like that. It was like, whoop, check a box, check a box. And in this situation, it was so open and just left so much room for me to process feelings and things. And as things came up, I was able to, like, there was just time and space, which is not allotted traditionally when you're pregnant and, and, you know, going through the, the checklist that they make. So that was really good because in different phases, things would come up and I would just be like, okay. So one of the major things that came up was, um, and this was a big breakthrough for me once I was able to like see and hear God's voice in this was about my water breaking. just thinking the last strand of um, insecurity I guess I had was that my body was not going to be able to go full term because with Oakland my water broke early and um, you know with Finley it was like preeclampsia it was just like my body was to blame in all these situations and I just thought you know what's to prevent that from happening now And during this time, I was just in the Word, you guys, just day and night, and really just meditating on the truth, and I started listening to a couple different podcasts. One of them was Supernatural Birth Mamas. Um, Jana is the um, host on that, and she's just a beautiful mom, and she's so real, and she just hosts like these amazing supernatural birth stories, and some of them are pain-free, some of them aren't but they're just really cool. Um, and then the other one was birthing in God's presence. I believe I will put everything in the description. Um, and then I was also reading and watching amazing births, home births, just consuming as much positive life giving content. Um, and asking the father, tell me, show me your heart for birth. Um, in your presence, like with you, what, what, what could that actually look like for real, like best case scenario? And that's what I wanted to shoot for. And so I had this prayer list and I have it, you guys, like right in front of me, it's in my Bible. Um, I wrote it out on three. Okay. Wait, let me see. I don't remember when I wrote it out actually, cause I didn't put a date on it, but my prayer list, I'll read it to you guys in a minute, but the biggest thing, like the last thing that I felt I needed God to like speak to me on was my water breaking. And I was just like, why did that happen? Like, did I do like, was I just too stressed? Like blah, blah, blah. And he just whispered to me, you guys, like, and I I don't know how to explain it. It was just like in my heart, your water didn't break. And I was like, what? And he was wanting me he and he whispered it for like a while it was like a few weeks maybe even a couple months he was saying that as I was trying to process it and then he was just like go back like think through it and I was watching a birth and um a really great birth and a mom um described how her water broke and it was a big pop like it had a big pop sound and she like immediately felt like a drop like a pop and then the baby dropped and immediately I was like oh my goodness (laughs) 
I thought back to, you know, that birth with um, Oakland just long enough to remember that last part, which I talked about in that flock episode, um, where I had that pop on the monitor and it was massive. And I remember I felt it and I remember there was a drop. And I remember asking my midwife, what was that? And she was like, oh, like she just kind of played dumb about it. And that, and the Lord was like, that's it. That's it. You know. And I'm just like, my water wasn't broken. Oh my goodness. And it like really threw me through a loop. I went through like a lot of stages. First, I was like really angry that they deceived me in that. And then I was sad because I'm just like, I put her through all of that and I didn't even need to do that. Um, and then I was pissed again. <laughs> and then I just felt like I wanted to kind of confirm that. And I had an appointment follow up with my, my new midwife and I just asked her, you know, I described to her like that part of my birth story and I asked her, what does it sound like? Like in that situation, if you were in a birth and that happened, what would that point to? And she was like, and I, and I wasn't like trying to plant any seeds. And she was like, well, that would tell me that your water just broke. So it took me just a little bit to get over that. I was really mad and I felt so taken advantage of because I just had gone into that again with those, the previous providers with such an open heart and like a trusting heart. And, you know, I just felt so deceived slash like lied to and um messed with and I hate that feeling who likes that feeling nobody does nobody likes it but after that I was really able to be like okay you know at this point I was like almost not nauseous anymore and I was like really my mind was just really being like brainwashed for good I felt so powerful so strong so like, okay, these are my, these are my prayers. This is my prayer list and this will come to pass. Like I am believing that this is going to come to pass. And if this doesn't come to pass, it's going to be better than that. Like it's going to be even better than I could even imagine. And I stood hard on that and I protected it. And I made sure that it was just tucked in my little heart between me and Matt. And, um, I just didn't want the enemy to even have a chance. And anytime anybody would say anything to me, like remotely negative about birth, about pregnancy, about labor, about home birth, I would shut it down. I would shut it down in the name of Jesus. I'd be like, nope, no, stop. Nope, not interested. Um, and it was just like, I'm going to like protect this. So here's my list. Full term, 38 to 42 weeks, short labor, at night, no tearing, peaceful, no fear, wisdom for Matt, Debbie, and me, no hemorrhage, placenta release immediately, natural water break, no cervical lip, no postpartum depression, early recovery, perfect healthy baby, perfect latch, baby head down and engaged, quick dilation, no interventions, redemptive and peaceful, be in the spirit, no hospital anytime laughter (laughs) that's my list and you guys there's a check by every single one of those things 
Father, thank you so much for the listener today. And I pray that whatever um, hopes or dreams that they have or whatever really big mountain that is tucked in their heart that is inspiration or something from you, Father, that you would just send ministering angels and friends to water that so that the listener is able to get to a place where they're able to stand and say, I believe, I believe that this can come to pass. I believe I will see the Lord in the land of the living. I believe and I will obey because this is from you and I want to walk in this. Um, I pray, Father, just for obedience across the board in my heart, in their heart, that when we hear your voice, we will not we will not turn away. We'll just do it. We'll just walk in faith towards you and keep walking um, until you say stop. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.